Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help the fellow man, hoping we can make here uh, to make the world better, and the way we're going to do that is tell people about Jesus. And uh, that's why we're here, to help you uh, be able to do that better. And uh, um, so on Tuesday nights, we have guests, and it's a special time for me because I, have, I get to have some of my favorite people on and share them with you, um, our readership and our listening audience. And uh, uh, it's such a joy for me to be able to do this because uh, I've always, I've had this secret desire to get all these people all in one room at one time. Um, And I guess that's not going to happen until heaven, but it's kind of happening here every week uh, when I'm able to get uh, someone to come, and not always are they people I've known for a long time. Some of them are very brand new people I've never met that that others have introduced me to, but always insightful and always some great thinking. Um, we've got to be doing better thinking, you guys. And God gave us a mind, and he wants us to use it, and uh I was reading an article just recently in the, as a matter of fact, today in the New York Times about uh, uh, thinking well. And uh, there's a book by Alan Jacobs, who uh, is uh, really a great mind, and I believe might be a Christian. I'm not sure about that, but uh, it's all about thinking well. And uh, I want to get that book. And because we, we need... The, the one thing this article pulled out was that we have a tendency to uh, not think for ourselves because we are so concerned, more concerned socially than we are about the truth. And so we just want to fit in. And so by trying to fit into a group, we discover what the group is saying. And so we say that and we think that rather than to think for ourselves, which might put us on the outside. Uh, But if you're seeking the truth and you're seeking the Lord, um, you know, it may, you may need to be on the outside for a while, but uh, you will find other compatriots out there with you. And that's kind of what, that's actually what we think about the catch. We think the catch is a a bunch of outside thinkers. And uh, uh, we're glad you're here. And uh, lately, we have been, for the last number of weeks, studying in, doing studies in the book of Acts. And I have to tell you, I've just been having a ball with this because I've really never studied Acts before. I've never given it much thought. And uh, 
we are really getting down into it now and having I'm just having a great time discovering that I believe Acts is very contemporary right now because uh, uh, it reminds me of 40 years ago of the Jesus movement and it reminds me of what I think is starting to happen right now among the younger generation, among the millennials, a sort of uh, revival or uh, revolution of sorts um, uh, among millennials. So Acts is, is real current, and um, I, I'm finding it fascinating and uh, one of the things we found out is that the, the basic message of Acts from the first couple chapters is uh, Jesus Christ, whom you crucified, is risen from the dead. That's the big deal. The resurrection's a big deal in Acts. And we make resurrection a big deal in Easter, but it's got to be a big deal all the time, you guys, if we're going to be followers of Christ and follow the example of the early believers. They were always talking about the resurrection. And when you think about it, the resurrection was what sets us apart from all other religions and all other thoughts and all other philosophies because nobody anywhere else has risen from the dead. So uh, that's a great place to start. Um, we Our message is that of Jesus risen from the dead to forgive our sins that's a big part of the message, and he's coming again. Um, and that's what we want to talk about tonight. We've been talking about the last few days um, in the catch. I've been writing about the end times and uh, kind of getting excited about this all over again. And when you read the newspaper and you see what's happening with North Korea, um, you begin to wonder whether the end times are, are a lot sooner than we ever thought. Um, so these are relevant things to think about and, uh, um, to help us think through this, um, uh, I am bringing back my brother, David Fisher, who has done a lot of thinking about the end times and especially in that he has recently, his most recent book is called the future great planet earth. And we had David on a little over a year ago, I'll always remember that because I, it was my first interview uh, after my operation. I was still in the hospital, and it was so much fun uh, to do that interview. Um, so we have discussed this, if you, if, if you go back that far, but uh, we're going to get to uh, David, some of David's thoughts, which are really refreshing, and they are new. Uh, to will be new to a lot of you. Uh, we're going to get to that later on in the program. But at the beginning, I, I just want David to help give us some perspective on the end times in general, because I know he's done a lot of research in it, and he's done a lot of thinking about it. And uh, uh, he's written, for heaven's sakes, he's written a book about it, so you got to do a lot of work for that. So welcome back to Blog Talk Radio. David. Thank you, John. It's exciting to be with you. Speaking of being raised from the dead, I had seen you in the hospital a couple of days before that broadcast, and you ju you just sounded resurrected on that radio broadcast of me. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, I felt that way. I think I really did. It was, it was the most uh, energizing. It was just, it was so, it was the Holy Spirit just, yeah, just yeah. coming in and, and <laughs> saying, welcome back. I, he was like, he was telling me, welcome back. Yeah. Here we go. We're gonna, yeah. <laughs> you're still, you're still doing this. So, okay. So are you ready to talk about the end times? <laughs> well, I'll do my best, man. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Acts, uh, you know, the Acts actually begins with with the end times, mainly because it began one of the first things that happens in that first chapter is Jesus ascends into heaven, and uh, as they're standing there looking up into yeah. the heavens, two angels come and show up, and they say, "Why are you looking up?" Uh, the same Jesus who you saw leave will come back in the same way in which he went. And yeah. so that means, you know, they've got to be, well, I, for one thing, that makes me think that they might have thought that he was going to come back in their lifetime because he even said, you know, in the same way you saw him go, he'll come back well, then we'll probably see him come back, too. Um, I'm wondering if, if that might be true. And then the bigger question is, uh, it seems that almost every generation thinks in some special way they're going to be the one that the Lord is going to come back. It, it, um, is that, do you think that's been true historically? I I do, and the reason is we don't see into the future, and the end of our world and our life is the is the end of our personal existence here on Earth, and so uh, <clears throat> the early church I I know at the end of Revelation uh, it says, "Behold, I come quickly." Well, that that was two thousand years ago, and so what you have to do is reckon that. If uh, if if the apostle said a day is with the Lord is a thousand years, he's only been gone two days. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, I think I think That's every great. generation, I think every generation expects the Lord to come. I think they look forward to things being put right, and and. Uh, the church being rewarded and blessed and the earth being fulfilled and whatever fits your expectation. I think we all look to that. We just don't know the day or the hour. Uh, yesterday in, in my catch, David, I, I um, tried to come up with all the, the reasons I could think of why it's good to remind each other uh, of the Lord's return. And, yes. uh, and I believe there, um, what, what would be some of the first reasons that pop into your mind that you think, what, what, why is it good for us to, re, to, to remind each other that the Lord's coming back? Um, it helps us to keep our lives in order, our houses in order, our personal affairs in order, uh, <clears throat> because one of the teachings of the New Testament is that 
every man will be rewarded for his deeds. And uh, when Jesus said he was coming back, he said, my reward is with me. And um, I think I think we've lost the eternal result of the way we live in time. We 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 just mm. don't realize that the the deeds that we do go with us into eternity in terms of how we have been obedient to the Lord and loved people and loved God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And um, you and I were talking yesterday. I love that uh, quote that was attributed to Billy Graham when he was at Harvard decades ago. And someone raised his hand and asked him, when is the end of the world? And he said, the end of the world, young man, for you might be tonight. And are you ready to meet God? Mm. So I think I think the expectancy of standing before the Lord is an evangelical way to say it, or the expectancy of having our lives count in eternity really has a cleansing and motive should have a motivating impact on us mm. here and now. Wow. Along those lines, David, um, in our earlier, you know, when we were younger, uh, uh-huh. I know this is true for you and for me, I think, um, uh, the, the rapture was the big thing that everyone yeah. talked about in, in terms of yeah. the Lord coming back. And, yeah. um, it was used, you know, there's a movie, Thief in the Night. All oh, yeah. B rate. I was scared to the death. B rate and C rate. Right. The other, the other movies or the plays that people wrote, it seems like every one, one way or another, was about somebody standing at the end of the world and, uh, you know, yeah. not being able to know what to tell God. And then we have yeah. this whole Left Behind series, you know, that right, right, right. Made a big deal about that. Yeah, what is yep. that? Um, do you think? <laughs> now, uh, do you think that's a good thing? Were we scaring people into heaven? Do you think that works? Uh, maybe it has worked, I guess, for some people. Uh, do you have any comments on on our? We seem to be obsessed with that, though, in a way. Well, I'll sure agree with you. I was scared out of my wits as a teenager by those movies, <laughs> and. Um, yeah. Then I read, uh, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, I read uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 4. Uh, let's start with uh, verse 2. You yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes as if in the night. I'm going, oh yeah, I sure know. But then verse 4 mm-hmm. says, but you, brethren, speaking to the church, are not in darkness, so that that day should overtake you as a thief. He says, you have no need that I write about the times and the seasons. You're not going to be overtaken as a thief. So I, I think part of the My. Uh, prophetic prophetic impact for the Christian church is I think God will give us a sense corporately, greater and greater unity of faith, that maybe we will have 
uh, a sense of the times and the seasons when it approaches whatever cataclysmic change may be coming. But yeah, mm. I I re- I remember those movies, and I every time I went home and no one was there, I thought that uh, the Lord had raptured mom and dad, and I was left behind. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, my! Oh, I love what you're saying, David. That uh, that's uh, wow. That it's a, he that says we, it will we not may overtake. know more than you think. Yeah, yeah. and it says it will right. not overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We are not of darkness. Oh, I, I just. Uh, that's wonderful. That's I'd take a big deep <laughs> breath right there. <laughs> That's really good. And 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 David, don't you think though that I mean there's a lot of fear right now. Um, Very. You know with much. what's going on in North North Korea. You know it seems yeah. like we're and we got this guy with a trigger finger in the White House and you know who knows this this whole nuclear thing is a very real possibility suddenly. And well, uh, it sure it sure know, is I, back in the news, yeah. Yeah, and and so how how do we how do we think about that as as believers? Um and, and how can we use maybe even use our faith in the world uh in relationship to that fear, which is I think a very strong one right now in our culture. I think, uh, as I study, I love history. Uh, I don't know if you and I ever talked about this much when we were younger, but uh, I used to hate history, and I wish I had majored in it now because there are so many lessons to learn. And so when I have, um, uh, I have developed a suspicion that God is a master of working behind the scenes to enable history to move in the direction that he has ordained. I don't believe he controls every human act or decision, but he certainly can interpose his will when it involves a nuclear, potential nuclear war, if it's not uh, to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I'm very amazed when I read the history of World War II how some of those battles like D-Day and uh, turned on such in, uncontrollable from a human standpoint uh, things like the weather or uh, just quirky things that mm-hmm. determine the outcome of battle. And so God is a master of working behind the scenes. I believe the Bible even teaches that the hand of the king, it says in Proverbs, is the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he wishes. It's like a river. And so I I sometimes pray for these world leaders that they'll either be brought Mm. down from their own weight like a house of cards, or they will make decisions that is determined by God in a way that they may even think it's their idea and they don't even see God in action, but we know God is in action and he controls 
the ultimate outcome of humanity. So I believe there's a lot of positive reasons for faith when you see how the church is rising up uh, and overcoming even in such awful areas as the Mideast today. And uh, mm. God's at work in unseen ways and change, and he's showing up in people's dreams that are unbelievers. And, you know, there's just some wonderful stories. Wow. Wow, I'd like to talk about that some more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you... I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. We were in Paris and Please. there was a couple that became a Christian there. And uh, he told me, that he had seven siblings in Algeria. He was from Algeria that had, that were Muslims. And he said that they all had been converted to Christ through dreams and visions of Jesus. And I thought that was a blow away testimony. Wow. Wow. <laughs> all seven of them. That's what he said. If That's you trust fantastic. Him. That's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. So I think what 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 you're what I hear you saying is that we when we see these events in the world the things that would get us would 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 get us afraid would be forgetting that that God is behind all of this every piece of it There there it is um, there it is God is ultimately in control Yeah yeah and and we we've, we've got to remember that. Um, well, uh, you have in your new book uh, a whole new approach to thinking about the end times. And in our last few minutes, I, I would like to delve into that a little bit. Um, is it possible for you to summarize your your point of view in, in a few sentences? Oh, uh, that we can uh, go from there. <laughs> if it's if it's well, clear to everyone that that this is just sanctified speculation, uh, <laughs> because these are yeah. just uh, I in our particular stream in the church, there's a lot of creative thinking going about the kingdom of God rising more and more. Um, one thing, yeah, I can I can summarize uh, something that would probably shake some of our listeners who have been taught a traditional escapist theology. But um, when uh, Jesus talked about the tares and the wheat, uh, and they said, let's rip the tares up. And he said, no, you're going to hurt the wheat too. Let them both grow together until the harvest, which is, he said, was the end of the world. So I think the church has erred sometimes theologically in going all negative or all positive by, by seeing uh, faith die out and we have to be snatched out of the earth before it goes up in a ball of fire and taken to heaven. Or the opposite is everything just gets rosy, hunky-dory, and everyone loves each other, and even the devil gets saved, and we live happily ever after. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus says, let both grow together until the harvest, which means that both wheat 
and tares come to maturity together. And that is so hard for people to grasp because we're so simple-minded. It's got to be all one way or all the other, black or white. That's our way of thinking. Mm. And so you've got evil coming to its maturity and righteousness coming to its maturity. And then this is the blow-away scripture, John, because you and I were taught very differently in our upbringing. In the parable Mm -hmm. of the tares and the wheat, and every time I say this, I feel a thud happening in people's minds that they be listening. (laughs) Jesus said he will send his angels and they will gather out first the tares. First, the tares. Wrap your head around that one. And I don't know fully what that means, but I don't want to be a tear and I don't want to be gathered in that particular. Uh, it's, it says they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So these were the people grinding at the mill and, and threshing their wheat until the flood came and took them all away. I don't want to be taken away out of this world in the first load. And so um, these are, these are deep things and uh, you just can't, the by you and I agreed at the beginning of this broadcast. I think God, I think God purposely let the thing be a little sketchy so that we wouldn't, jump to conclusions that would cause us to live weird. And, um, yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) I, I think he's purposely left a little wiggle room for our thinking and our study. So I'm not, I'm not dogmatic on any of this. I'm just asking questions. What did he mean by first the tears? If anyone can answer that for me, I'd appreciate it. Hmm. Mm. Well, <laughs> so they're they're just little hidden they, nuggets like that 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 get get in my yeah. mind, and I'm going whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there is, isn't there? Which brings up this whole what you just said. There are so many bits and pieces of prophecy. All yes. through the Bible, it's not just Revelation. There's Daniel and there's yes. uh, Thessalonians. Yes. And, you know, it's all spread out, and and, yeah. and it seems to defy any attempt. Everyone seems to uh, every new book, you know, puts it all together. Yeah. So we've got the answer. You know, this. Yeah. This is the way it's going to happen in this order. And, yeah. And uh, yeah. really, oh. Can we do that, David? Do you, do you think that we'll ever know exactly how it all fits together, or was that purposely ambiguous? I think it's purposely ambiguous myself, and um, the Lord wants us to trust him and look to him and believe for salvations across the earth and do our best and leave the future in his hands. Uh, hmm. So... It's a huge issue nowadays, and I think less and less churches are preaching about it, to tell you the truth, because there are so many unanswered questions. Hmm. But don't you think we should be preaching about it, David? I mean, isn't it important that we we remind each other... 
uh, about the return of Christ. Yes. I mean, isn't that shouldn't that be really paramount in uh, in all of our thinking? How yes, how we live today to prepare ourselves for that, whether it comes before mm-hmm. we physically die or another five hundred years later. Um, I have my own private heresies. I remember praying before I went to sleep <laughs> while I at, at age 11 in the den. You were probably on the other side in your bed. I, I remember praying for about a year every night for Jesus to come back before I died. I sure would love to see that fulfilled. <laughs> uh, uh, so I don't know. Uh, Who knows? Who knows? Well, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But, but that, yeah, it is important. That means, it's important that it's important that we live today, like it all counts in the future, which it does. Okay. So, just to conclude here, um, w- one thing I do hear you saying is that uh, the end uh, times are not all bad. Um, right, and I, I and right. I think you know that's the point you're trying to make in your book, is it right. not that that right. that we can you know bring heaven to earth that 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 yes. that, that we can influence the culture that we live in, and and we need to do yeah. that rather than the other way is just to say, well, we're going to yeah. be snatched out of this, so why even bother? Let's just wait for the Lord exactly. to come back. And, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's exciting. It, what if we pray, Thy will be done on earth? What if that will includes nations and societies and interactions of cultures living in harmony and love because of Jesus? What if, what if it's going to take a whole world full of people to accomplish the will of God on earth? These are big, big questions. It's not just me and Jesus and one individual. Uh, blip on the screen. <laughs> wow. So, so, uh, give us a final word. Um, uh, just it, it encourage us with something. I just love hearing you talk about this um, because it's, it's so refreshing to hear good news about the end times. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, um, the whole issue is how much of the kingdom that we inherit, inherit the kingdom prepared before you from the foundation of, of the world, how much of that kingdom is blossoming now, and how much of it will be completed at the return of Christ. I think these are the two definitive uh, positions, and I'm I'm believing for an increase in glory revival, like you were saying in the church, moving up to, and how this extends beyond the second coming into the earth. These are big questions. So I, I just, I, I just need, we need to believe for the kingdom to come to greater and greater extent and to be extended through the church and all the earth and then do our part at this time frame and see what God will do. Uh, 
So, right. yeah, there. I have great hope for the Earth. I use that title, the future great planet Earth, which was kind of a play on words from Hal, Hal Lindsey's book, The Late Great Planet Earth, because he saw it all going to hell. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's a challenging day to live, I'm telling you. Oh, this is great. This is great. David, it's just this was wonderful. Uh, we're just going to have to do this some more, I, I can tell. Love to. Because uh, uh, you've already got you, – you, uh, well, I have to tell you, just in the last half hour, you have comforted me in a great way. So I thank you for that. <laughs> and I, I think that you have redirected some of my thinking. Um, and uh, I, I just want to uh, learn – you know, get down into that some more. So, um, well, it's, it's thank great you fun so much. for me too, John. Keep up the good work, yep. man. Okay. I sure will. And, uh, God bless you. And we'll talk soon. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, there you go, folks. How about that? Isn't that exciting? Okay. I, I, I was all ready to go into, you know, nuclear war here and, and here we've got good news. Um, God's kingdom on earth, and we're a part of it, and we can make a difference, and there's still time. So uh, let's get into it, folks, and let's get busy and uh, find out what all of this means. Um, I'm going to maybe uh, require my brother's book to be <laughs> reading for, for all of you. If you are interested at all, uh, it's the Future Great Planet Earth by uh, Dr. David E. Fisher, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, and uh, I'm sure you can find it online. And uh, we're, we'll, we're going to try and see if we can get it on our website. Um, this is great. This is great. So uh, until next week, uh, encourage one another with these words. Remind each other that the Lord is coming back and that we are involved in bringing his kingdom to earth, um, even in anticipation of his coming. So uh, let's, let's get busy and may he, not, may he not find us sleeping, okay? You guys, wake up. God bless you.